From Hollywood to you. Thank you for listening to us. Ryan Seacrest. Seacrest. We're on air, on air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. Do you sleep on your back, Sisney? Um, no, I sleep on my side. Tanya? I sleep on my stomach. Ooh. Patty? On my side. Well, you the side sleepers and the back sleepers, they say, get the best sleep. I sleep in my stomach, and they say it's the worst possible way to contort your body by sleeping on your stomach. I changed it. I used to sleep on my stomach, and it was so bad for my back. My chiropractor would just tell me that it's so horrible. And then I had to stop when I was pregnant, obviously, and I never <sighs> went back. Well, I tried. My doctor said the same thing. I did not have a pregnancy, but I tried to lay <laughs> on my back, and I get so upset that I don't fall asleep, I end up flipping over to my stomach. Try the yeah. side. Put a pillow under your, in between my, your legs, everything, and it everything almost falls asleep. feels like it. No, nope, my arms fall asleep. Everything falls asleep. All falls <laughs> wow. asleep. Wow. But I'm just, I bring that up because so many people wake up not sleeping well. And I got that ring, the aura ring. I have to hook it up. Tom's, oh, you would. I totally see you with that. What, what do you mean I would? I just see, totally see you with one of those. Yeah, I have one. I just said that. Yeah. You will see me with one. I have can't it. wait to see the stats. I hope you post them on your Instagram story. Whatever you want. I'll post them wherever you want. I'll, I'll post them <laughs> on uh, MySpace. Um, Tubbs, do you not hook up the aura ring? No, but I can figure it out. Okay. Yeah, Tubbs, I, I deleted. I, I just want to compliment his, uh, his tech skills. I deleted somehow WhatsApp from my homepage on my phone, and I couldn't get back into the app unless I went every time through Google to download, to open the app, to read my messages. And good old Tubbs, you know, just when you think he doesn't know everything about tech, he got WhatsApp back on my home screen. Nice. Genius. Gratefulness. Mm -hmm. Jasmine, how are you doing? Fine yourself? Doing well, thank you. So, let's get into it. Uh, you're having the fourth child, and you're saying it's not easy that anybody's saying no. that having four kids is a liar been saying four kids is easier is a liar yeah it's kind of funny actually because i think everybody um makes it seem like oh okay four children it's easy this and this but it's actually pretty hard it's actually for myself i don't know if um i'm speaking with for everybody but I mean, having four children is really, really hard. Listen, um, I think having kids is probably hard. But did you did you plan yeah. for four? Um, actually, I didn't. But I'm blessed to have four children. I have two girls. I have two boys, and they range yeah. from eight, seven, three, and four. So someone oh. told me that right. We were talking, yeah. and, and I told Sissini. The four kids is easier than three. I mean, Matthew Stafford, Rams quarterback's got four girls. Seems to be doing fine. Yeah. I know. I don't know. I just hear yeah. the opposite. I hear like I have three kids and everyone says, oh, if you have a, if you have four, it's actually easier than three. I don't know how that would work out, but you're telling me I mean, otherwise. So. One, I mean, if my kids are small. So they all go to Same. school, and it's easier for me right now because they all go to school, so I have little time where I have less time for myself. But yeah. once they come home, it's like 
oh, it's crazy. One, like every ha- everybody has their own routine. Everybody has their own um, personality, and yeah. everybody like wants attention, or either they just want to be by themselves. Like the oldest one, she's eight. She's more into her own privacy. Um, she's on her phone, sleeps with her um, cousin on the phone with twelve blocks, and my other three children play together. So there's times right, well, where they all bump heads, and in that situation, it's hard to control everybody because everybody complains and cries. And I mean, once they get older, I'm pretty sure it might get easier. Right. Um, but if you have smaller children, it, it does seem to well, get uh, a little hard. It makes sense all the way around. I think, look, having kids can be difficult, whether it's one, whether it's two, three, four. I mean, it's just there's always uh-huh. a challenge. So it's really up to what you want and what happens. But Jasmine with a Z, thank you so much for calling in this morning. Yeah, I got your you. morning hack next. The secret codes you may hear at the hospital and what they mean. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Right now, if you're sitting in a hospital and you hear doctors being paged, you don't think much of it, but they're paging them all the time. Some of those doctors are fake. They're not real. What do you a, mean? A secret code to the hospital staff of the PA announcements are codes. They put doctor in front of it, but they're code words. I'm going to tell you what the codes are. Okay. Dr. Strong. Paging Dr. Strong. Huh. A patient needs physical assistance or restraint, so any capable staff should report. Interesting. Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown, please report to the ER. Alerts security that a patient is violent and threatening a doctor or nurse. Wow. Dr. Firestone. Dr. Firestone, it means there's a fire in the hospital, usually followed by the location. So, paging Dr. Firestone to the third floor, I see you. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. That one the made the most sense. The coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Right? Do right. you guys have code words in your relationships? Um, no, I just have like my code word for my alarm system. Do you have safe words? We don't get that (laughs) Fifty Shades. I mean, come on. Ever since I saw Fifty Shades of Grey. What's up? Uh, Do you? Yeah. Okay. That's uncomfortable. Um, I mean, just digesting all of it. Okay. Well, digest it. Digest it. And try to. Good for you. All right, today's quote, starting over doesn't mean starting from scratch. It means starting with experience. On air with Ryan Seacrest. I got to get to the headline, sis, and then we'll start paying some bills again. Mm-hmm. Good morning. What do you have? Well, a sewage spill in Compton has forced temporary uh, beach closures in Long Beach and in 
Long Beach City health officers are ordering all swimming areas west of Belmont Pier temporarily closed for water contact. The closure will remain in place until water quality meets state standards. Vanessa Bryant uh, will be recognized as one of the leading women in sports at an event during Super Bowl week. The widow of Kobe Bryant will be honored at the third annual Sports Power Brunch celebrating the most powerful women in sports on February 8th in Beverly Hills. She is going to receive the Be Your Own Champion Award for the leadership through the Mamba and Mamacita Sports Foundation and organizers that found and created a positivity impact for underserved child athletes in honor of her husband, Kobe, and daughter, Gianna Bryant. And Washington's NFL team is now known as the Commanders. The new name comes 18 months after the franchise dropped its old moniker following decades of criticism that it was a Offensive to Native Americans and under fresh pressure from sponsors, Washington joins Major League Baseball's Cleveland Guardians among North American major professional sports teams, abandoning names linked to Native Americans. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Sophia Carson, good morning. There she is. How are you, Sophia Carson? I am so good. So much better after seeing your faces. How are you guys? Ah, well, that is the nicest thing anyone has said to us all morning. That is very nice. Uh, We got to catch up on so much. We were were just talking about, when were we talking about her? A couple weeks ago, right? When this loud came out. When the song came out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we played it and talked about it. We were. uh, I heard that, and it was so special what you guys said. You know, we were talking about just the word, which sometimes can be overused, empowerment. I wish there were more synonyms for that word, right? But it is it is a word that everybody gets and understands and sort of sums things up. But what would you say the the feeling is when when you when you sing loud? What is that feeling for you? I would say it feels free. It feels mm-hmm. empowered. And um, fearless is what I would say. And do you think when we met? You felt that way? You were singing like that? Were you? When we for way That's back? That's a great question. You mean like in the beginning of my career? In the beginning, yes. I would like to think that I've always been fearless. And that was something that I learned from my mom and the, the role models of women that I had in my life. But I do think that as time has gone by, Sisney said something really beautiful when she described loud. She said that it was about finding the volume lever in your voice and turning it up all the way loud. And I think that's what I've done throughout the years is turned up the volume of my voice. And this song just feels like the most beautiful culmination of who I am as a person in my heart and who I am as an artist. And it, it makes me so happy and um, I feel so grateful that I get to share it with the world. I would say, you know, Sisney, I think you touched upon this, and mm-hmm. Tanya as well, that there is one of the most special feelings an artist could have would be to inspire someone. And I know that yeah. those lyrics inspire not only the people you're looking at on Zoom, but a lot of different people, which I'm sure you've heard from. Truly, it's the greatest honor of my career, of my life, and and truly my my biggest and most beautiful responsibility, it's knowing that there is one girl in one corner of the world or one person in one corner of the world who can listen to my music and feel moved and inspired in some way. And this song has done that. And you might have seen, but online, there's thousands of videos um, around the world of girls and and 
just saying how telling the world that they were fearlessly made to be loud. And it's the yeah. most beautiful feeling to have been able to be a part of something like that. Do you ever go through days where you don't feel like that? Yeah, of course. I think we all do. We all do. But it's um, about knowing that we have this voice within us and that it's not only our duty to use, but it's an honor to be able to have the platform that we have and to be able to use the voices that we have for good and, and to fearlessly use them to make any sort of change that we can in the world. Now, I know you and Tanya are very, very close. She brags that she has your yes. Netflix password. <laughs> so, Wait, uh, do you really? <laughs> yeah, she does. So if you ever see anything that's, that's resume an episode, that's her. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead, Tanya. Too. No, I was just going to say because we are, I mean, I see Sophia behind the scenes all the time and she really yeah. does have this sense of loyalty and to the, to her fans, you know, like she really takes that responsibility and she does so much for these girls, you know, and I think it's just a testament to who you are because you really do have that connection. You do so much behind the scenes that you don't have to do. Nobody sees it. Um, but it's because you care so much. And so I'm just really happy Thank the song's you, doing so well because it. I know how important it is to you. Thank you, T. I love you. Lyrics. If I was a man, then you would understand. Yes. You wouldn't say I'm mm. causing all this drama. Are you getting mm -hmm. uncomfortable now? I'm a little too loud for you now. Don't try to calm me down. Calm is one of those words I can't stand. <laughs> says. Yep. That is a triggering word for me. I was made to be loud. <laughs> Too bad you're living a lie, because that don't mean that we're alive. Don't try to calm me down. I was made to be loud. Strong, powerful, relatable. Yes. And, uh, you know, and it's Thank true. You. It's Thank all you. so Thank true. You. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, there is truly such a double standard for women um, that are loud, right? I, I feel like we're in a, in a much better place in the industry right now. But I remember in the beginning of my career, when I would say no to jobs or to songs that weren't in line with who I was as a woman and who I was in my heart, I was seen as a difficult woman. Wow. And all of a sudden, as time passed, it became respectable to be a woman who stood for what she believed in. And I'm so happy that we are where we are, that it's much more okay to be loud, but there is so much more to go. And it's so exciting to be a part of a generation of women like Sis and Tanya who are you know, at the forefront of, of history in our industry and just in general in the world and, and who are truly using their voices and making change. Her new song, Loud, is out now. Sophia Carson, it's great oh, to you, see Sophia. you. Thank you for coming on, and we'll see you soon. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Love you. Back at you. Bye. But isn't that true for every human being? If someone tells you to calm down, you oh, fire up? The worst. Right? Like but it's, it's interesting it's, what it's she said. demeaning. Yeah, about how with women, like the double standard, it's like you're seen as difficult. And that's so yeah. annoying. I that know, it's right? like, that what That it was like that, or maybe still is in some places. Yeah, it's hopefully getting better. But if you were to say no, or you were to do yeah. certain things, what if people said that's high maintenance? I mean, how, what? Yeah. Like, that's so exactly. insulting and demeaning. It's time for a Whoa Baby Wednesday questionnaire. It's a generic questionnaire, but every week, the answers are different. So, uh, baby Sabea is 24 weeks old, turning six months, February 17th. I know. Half a year. What do you do to celebrate? Nothing. I mean, we could maybe do a little something for her half birthday, but yeah. Shout out to remembering the weeks, though. That is tough. 
I wouldn't remember if we didn't do this questionnaire. Yeah, I, I <laughs> it's easy every week because I just add a week. But. Yeah, I wouldn't either because it's written in for me, so I can read it. Uh-huh. Like, all right, let's start with this week. She is blank. She is rolling all over the place, and she just kind of just keeps rolling and rolling. You have to really keep track of her unless she's unless if she's in her playpen. Um, but she's got that skill down pretty well, and um, she does sit up on her own now, but uh, after a while, she'll lose her balance, so she's not quite there yet, but right around six months is when babies can sit in a position for a while, so she's she's right on track. Love that. All right, what's the best mom moment in the last week? Um, that I managed to isolate Maxon as soon as he developed symptoms and tested positive for COVID, so therefore, the rest of the family did not get it. And uh-huh. I feel like that was a huge, you know, battle for Michael and I to do, and and we did it. And I, I definitely bonded with my little guy in the spare room slash studio for the past week. And you know, it's we amazing. Made it I mean, it truly is amazing that you guys got through that. You know. Yeah, and- I introduced new activities every day. Um, shout out to Target same day delivery because I just Target had like a same new, day a new toy that would come in and. We painted dinosaurs and we painted rocks and we just yeah kept it painted rocks. That that was something I never got into. They have rock painting kits like it's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean they have a lot of kits, but I didn't get into the rock kit. All right, (laughs) A's and Max and how are they doing? The twins. So yeah, it was tough for them being separated because I don't think they've ever been apart from each other for that long. Um, And they are also home from school this entire week uh, as well as last week because of the outbreak that happened at their preschool. So we're just hanging in there. Then spring break comes. (laughs) I know. Right? Don't remind me. (laughs) So what is the realest moment you had in the last week? Um, the fact that my milk is officially done, like the, all the spare milk that I had in the deep freezer in the garage, um, it has, it has all been used up and honestly, I feel really good about it. My goal was to get her to six months, Uh. so I was just shy of that. But um, but that was my goal because with the twins, I didn't have a lot of milk supply for that. I I, I think we'll all remember where we were (laughs) when we heard that your milk is done. Yeah, I know. There it is. Uh, Barry is on. Let me get Barry. Uh, Barry, your brother's proposal was not well received. Tell me the story. Yeah. Hi, Ryan. So hi. my brother just got engaged to his girlfriend. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. I've, I've seen some red flags over the past few years. Uh, the most recent one is that, you know, he moved out to his own place and he asked her to move in with him and she said no. So I'm not really sure why proposing, why he thought that was a good idea, but the actual proposal went went fairly well. Both our families were there, but in my opinion, it was so awkward. She seemed so uncomfortable, and you know the body language. Her hands were in her pocket the whole time. Her feet were facing away for him, from him. And I, I don't know. I feel like I should say something to him. I don't know if that overstepping or will that ruin our relationship. I just should I just let it be. What do you guys think? Wait, your your brother's proposal was not well received, but she said yes. She said yes, but but I feel like her body language is saying no. You can't. Oh uh, yeah, this is a not this is not a Barry issue. You can't get involved with that. That is dangerous water. Yeah, I just I just I don't know the red flags over the years, and I I guess I should just let it be and let him figure it out on his own. I just yeah. He, I don't, he, I don't he, get look, Barry, look, here's the thing. Not your problem. And not your job to interpret her body language, which you may be wrong about. That's, That's right. 
So, kind of got to go with God on this one. Let go, let God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a, this is a, this is what I like to call a no berry zone. No berry. All right. All right. You know, I just right. I guess that's what I got to do. Okay, buddy. Thanks for calling. I listen. I don't. We can't really get involved in a situation like that where we, as an outsider, are interpreting someone's body language. That is just a bad idea. Absolutely. You don't get involved. No. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Paying your bills. What does it mean? What does it mean that we pay your bills? What it means is you pick one that annoys you. That didn't take long to think of, did it? Scan it, send it to us, do it on our website, kissfm.com, keyword bills. And once you send us that annoying bill, you're all set for us to read it with your name on it and have you call us back. We do that at 10 minutes past every hour. I would advise, not that I'm good at advice, but I would advise if you're hearing this and you're thinking that sounds good to you, send the bill now. Send the bill now. There may be an ebb in receiving them right now. Like, there may be some lines open. You know what I mean? Yeah. So take advantage of the moment now if you're thinking about it. What's an ebb? It's the opposite of a flow. So, like, stocked up? There's a lull, a calm. Okay. Right? Maybe there's a calm in this moment. So send it now. Yeah. There's the ebbs, you know. There's the ebb and flow in life. Like you're in a you're in a flow right now with Robbie and your boyfriend. But there was an ebb moment when you called me on a Sunday night and said that there, he was no longer. And I, I, guess I Sunday I during to, the day. Uh it was a Sunday night to me because 3 p.m. is nighttime to me. Oh, okay, okay, fair, fair. Um, and your ebb became my ebb, and so we ebbed. Yeah, no, but we flowed. That was such an. I wish I recorded that conversation because it was no, so nice. No, don't wish you recorded I that conversation. Because, no, because it was so nice. Like you really like took it to another level that I was not expecting, and in the nicest way. And it just it was really really nice. Like I started bawling on the phone. I'm really emotional. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you're just transparent and honest. That's all. It's not emotional. You're just transparent. No, I knew exactly what was going on because I, too, had been in that place before on a Sunday myself. But I couldn't call me. It'd be weird. Right. So I just bottle it all up and hold it all in. But you, you're the antithesis of that because you let it all out. And that is the movement of the tide out to the sea, the opposite of surge and ebb. Anyway, so send us a bill. I guess I was trying to say send us a copy of your bill. Heavy. Maria, good morning. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, Maria. Now, are you calling for relationship advice? Yes, I am. The irony in all of it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So I just got in a new re- relationship. Like, we officially started dating, like, somewhere between, like, late November, early December. And we recently started talking about, like, our past relationships. And there was this girl that he was off and on and off with for like over four years and so I was like a little curious so I went on his Instagram I found her and her and I look the same like she has the same height same hair 
same like fashion. Like we have like a similar like facial structure. Do you think I'm like the rebound? Uh, 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 There's a lot to take in right there. Yeah, there's a lot. You're saying that because you resemble this other person, you might be the rebound? I don't think necessarily that's the case. You know, people... I think it's a high possibility. But people have types. Yeah, people have types, for sure. People are attracted to similar traits and characteristics. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's so annoying. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish that... The ex-girlfriend just looked nothing like you because then you wouldn't sit there comparing comparing yourself. Yeah, I've been that, in your situation yeah. before. This, this was me, like, you know, 15 well, you years ago. You can't wish for that. And what's wrong with being the rebound? Uh, uh, I feel like I'm just the best option that looks like her because I don't look like any of his other exes. I only look like that one that he was, like, on and off with, like, for over four years. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't like think my dilemma. But, like, I don't think that the rebound has to have such a negative connotation. The rebound could mean the next person that he falls for. I think I've been the rebound, the distraction, the best yeah, option available at right, the time. Actually. You know what I mean? It's like what Michael you make of it. Michael and I were it. each other's rebounds. Right. So it's what you make of it. And to be a rebound isn't mm-hmm. such a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she's not mm-hmm. the rebound just because she looks like the girl. Like, you could be an upgrade. Think of it that That's way. True. Oh, you look like <laughs> so her, you but you don't act like, like her. So that would be an upbound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that term. I'm going to start saying that to myself. But you have to look about, through the lens yeah. of positivity here. You mm-hmm. are the girlfriend. You're not the ex-girlfriend. That's right. True. That's right. You're his future, not his past. <laughs> Listen, That's my new affirmation. I, I just I look like a lot of Tubbs' ex girlfriends, okay? But I don't think about any of the bounds. He has a type, mm-hmm. right? Five mm-hmm. ten, right? Blonde hair, <laughs> smooth skin. I have all those traits. Good luck. Let it be. Don't think too much about it. Be well, okay, Maria? Yeah. Thank you. Focus on your relationship. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, we put these terms into boxes that make it worse than they are, and that's our own fault. It's what we do. Right. By the way, you've talked about having summer flings before, Tanya. That sounds like a bad thing. Uh, I don't know what Tanya you're looking at. But... No, you've talked about like just having fun in the summertime in the years past. Yeah. I remember all this. Right? Uh, I think that was me. Yeah, I think that was Disney. Yeah, I was never good at together. the unattached workings of Well, you things. know what I mean. Like, we put labels on these things that a summer fling could turn into a lifelong journey. That's what mine did, but I thought it was a summer fling. Right, but you were the rebound, the summer fling. All of it turned into the greatest marriage. I know. I'm glad Maria called so we could have that conversation. That's right. I did get the news that the Super Bowl is coming, and Al Michaels is going to be making the call. It's going to be broadcasting the Super Bowl for NBC. Yep. And we are having him on. Yay! So, yeah, I mean, the the guy's voice and personality and delivery you associate uh-huh. with the big games. Like Joe Buck, Al Michaels, all those guys. I know. Right? There's a comfort level. Chris Collinsworth, his son, Jack, worked here and now works for NBC Sports. Yeah. Like so crazy. So he's going to be on, and you're taking a deep dive the day after we learned that Tom Brady's retiring. You're taking a deep dive now into our L.A. Rams, Sisney. What would you find out? 
Yeah, so I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about Cooper Cup. First of all, his name is so fun to say. And um, he is the wide receiver for the Rams. Now, he's 28 years old, 6'3", from Yakima, Washington. And this is actually his first time playing in the Super Bowl. So, yes, he was part of the team in 2018, but in week 10 of that season, he, he tore his ACL and he did not play in the big game that year. So, And they ended up losing. So An ACL knows, tour. What a nightmare for anybody, especially an athlete. Absolutely. I couldn't even imagine. And I and believe the way he tore it was there wasn't even an impact. I think he, like, I just, like, fell. Like, he had already been injured earlier that season, but, like, was okay and was playing, but then it just, whatever. Yeah, well, so listen, his, you can do it. It's those little moves sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I tore my meniscus walking on a treadmill. Interesting. Right. I wonder yeah. how that happens. Just sometimes little moves tweak yeah. you in a way that takes forever to heal. You ever hurt your back when you sneeze? Not when I sneeze. Hmm. All right. Keep going. <laughs> sometimes I pee, though. Um, but that's from childbirth. I was going to say you should do Anyways. pelvic floor physical therapy. Are we still right talking about up. Cooper Cup? Okay, let's go <laughs> back to Cooper Cup. <laughs> His wife, Anna Marie. Now, this love story is one for the books. She's often seen cheering him on in the stands. They met at a track meet when oh, they were high school seniors. And on the day they met, he said to his mom, Mom, I'm going to marry that girl. And he ended up going to Eastern Washington, and she went to Arkansas. But after two years, they couldn't be apart anymore. She ended up transferring, and they got married during college, during their sophomore year. He was 22, and she was 21. How so come that never he- happens to any of us? I know. It's so weird. Right? Like, I want to meet at a track and field event and say to my mom, that's going to be my marathon partner. Maybe it's the small town vibe. Like, maybe you need to grow up in a small town for this to happen. I'm done. I can't grow up again in a small town. I I, I just saw the growing (laughs) I'm getting, apparently. All right. But this is really cute, too. He credits his loving wife for being the inspiration for his season and said that he would not be the player he is without her. They have two sons, Cooper Jr., who's three, and oh. Cypress, who's one. Coop. And this season has been so incredible for him. He won the NFL's Triple Crown, which means that he led the NFL in receiving yards, receptions, and receiving touchdowns. And um, anytime you hear him like catching the ball and the fans cheering, they're not booing. They're saying, Coop, yes, yes, which is something yes. that I learned. And I love saying his name. I think we should do a drinking game for the Super Bowl. So we went through all that to get to you want to have a drinking game when people, what, say Coop? And maybe when Al Michaels says Cooper Cup, for whatever reason. Cooper well, Cup on the line. Cooper Cup ready we to catch can get the, the Well, let's get the fix on that. We're going to talk to him and ask him to say as many times as he possibly can. Yeah. So you can get yeah. your buzz on. Oh, maybe we should even make a bet as to how many times he'll say it. And then we have to keep track. That might be tough. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm busy being a delivery person for Domino's getting my $3 tip, okay? I'm 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 busy doing that. Also, can we come back to put a pin in the naming your kid Junior? I'd like to discuss that. Put it on. The, what else would you like? What else can I get you? Well, I, I'm taking orders. What else do you need? Huh? I just think it's an interesting conversation. Like the name naming your kid not Junior. Junior? You mean like Tanya giving your Jr. kid this... like yeah? Right. Okay. Well, we'll come back to that. I've got yeah. a list. All right. So, Patty, how many more days till you uh, go run your universe? I don't know. Today is the... Two and a half weeks. Okay. Two and a half wow. weeks. 
Now, why does like your microphone that, huh? sound like my mother when she calls me on her cell phone? Um, oh, there we go. Is that better? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's like when my mom FaceTime. You know, my mom will FaceTime me, and then she holds the phone up to the ceiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I'm looking <laughs> at an like... old wooden ceiling fan, <laughs> usually. It's been around since I was a child. All right. So, Patty, uh, February 18th, She it's her last day here. So we're looking back at some of the Patty moments. And there's a lot of moments. You got 17 years of five hours a day. There are moments everywhere. Oh, yeah. Let's dig deep. Yesterday, we went back to 2010 for a clip of her when she was pregnant with Alexander. Now, this one is from 2015 when she tells Ellen and I that she is pregnant again. And she had some predictions about her baby. So let's see if these predictions came true. Oh, cute. Oh, wow. Congrats, Patty. Congratulations, Patty Rodriguez. Yay. She's having baby baby number number two. two. (laughs) Uno dos. Oh, man. So how did it it happen? How did it happen? You know how it happened. Who's the dad? Who's the dad? What kind of question is that? I think that's a legitimate question. Well, she's unmarried, but she lives with Michael. Yes, he's the dad. Okay. No, actually, you're not the first one that asked me. All right. So, well, you know, wait, that doesn't say good things about you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if, if all your, fr- your close friends are asking you who's the daddy. Who's the daddy? I don't know what that means, Patty. Talk so, about him a lot. So was this uh, an effort? It was. Okay. I mean, it wasn't much of an effort. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, right. That kind of freaks me out. She's fertile, I think, is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't much right. of an effort. And, and so you, you, you intended to do this. Yeah. And uh, that's great. Now, what about naming the baby? You don't know what it is yet, obviously. I don't know. I, I do know. I think it's a girl. You think it's a girl? I think it's a girl. I was right with Alexander when I said he was a boy. Oh. And I oh, so you don't know, but you think. I don't know, but I know it's a girl. But yeah. but based on a doctor or based no, on based your own on feeling? based on how I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I knew her. mine was a boy at three months. Yeah, just, you just know, you feel you know. it. But I know people who don't know. No, you know. Well, I'm, I'm, I met people who told me they didn't know. They don't know you, but in your heart, you know. Okay. As a woman, you know. So, so what's her name? I have her name. I also have her email address. What? Right. I have her website. See, the times have changed. I have her Instagram and her Facebook and her Twitter. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's and great. she also has booked her an agent as well. Yeah, you know what else we're going to We're going to periscope the birth. <laughs> <laughs> so, Patty, periscope. you were way wrong on that. Obviously, Oliver is a boy turned six in December, but what made you think you were having a girl? I don't know. My goodness. I did think I was having a girl all up until I found out it was going to be a boy. Do you still have that girl that doesn't it isn't to be's Instagram? I'm sure I do, and I still have. I I'm still paying for the website. <laughs> <laughs> Those charges just roll on over. Yeah, every year. I can't believe uh, Oliver is six. He's six. six. Yeah. I mean, I I mean to me it seems like a long time ago. I know, but time flies when you're a mom. The days are really long, but the years are really really short. Yeah. And you just want to, you always want to go back as a mom. Mm. Yeah. Well. it's beautiful. Are you going to have a girl? No, I'm not. Okay. I wish I could. Well, listen. Well, never say never. Maybe a granddaughter one day. Well, putting the pressure on the boys already. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's not do that. Sound like Connie Seacrest. Yeah. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. Today is two, 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 two. Anyone getting married on Wednesday, just for the lucky number, anyone just say, you know what, today's a lucky day.
It's midweek. Let's go ahead and do it. I thought about that. I mean, 2 22 it's just so special. Except for the fact that it's a Wednesday and you got work on a Thursday. Yeah, we go to the courthouse. Bang, bang. You know, I could not most likely marry on a Monday through Thursday. There's just something in my head that I've been conditioned no. to think that you can't enjoy it. But if you did, you'd do the, you would do it for the date. And if you're doing the destination wedding, it really doesn't matter, you know? Or, and well, would could... Because the people that would be invited might not be able to come. Yeah, they would take the whole week off. Like Paris Hilton, she did 11-11, and that ended up happening on Please a Thursday. Please do not compare my wedding to Paris Hilton's wedding with the Daisy yeah. Carnival. Well, yeah, but well, she did three days of it because 11-11 was at her actual wedding day, and then she did the carnival on Friday and then another ceremony on that Saturday. Yeah, no, not for me. I'm just <laughs> saying I, I, I have a difficulty celebrating a birthday on a Tuesday. You know, I just, in my brain, I've been so conditioned to think differently weekdays and weekends, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, that uh, brings us to this trending report. Tanya, I think you said the foundation to any strong relationship is best friendship, right? Correct. Okay, go on. So why do people break up and say that they're better off as friends? So that's kind of what I want you guys to think about because the story really caught my attention. When I see that somebody, a couple have been together for a significant amount of time, I would say eight years is a significant amount of time, and then they break up, I kind of always wonder what happened. So it was announced that Hoda from the Today Show broke up with her fiance after more than eight years together. So I took the clickbait, I clicked the story because I wanted to see what happened. Uh, they just recently got engaged. They have two kids together, two daughters. And this is what she said. She said, we decided that we're better as friends and parents than we are as an engaged couple. They say sometimes relationships are meant to be there for a reason, for a season, or for a lifetime. And I feel ours was meant to be there for a season. Okay. So here's my question. If friendship is the number one foundation... What is it that's lost? Is it the romance that's lost? Uh, Do you just become like best friends and there's no physical connection? How do you stop that from happening? Like I just have so many questions. I think it varies in all kinds of different situations. I get when she says some are for a lifetime, some are for a season, some are for a reason because you are experiencing something that no matter how you see it in the moment is to your greatest benefit in the long run. So any person that comes into your life that you experience a tightness, a closeness, a bond to, I think gives you something, even if they take something away, they've given you something. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep, so you grow if, from it. You grow from it. So even if you feel like you were robbed of something, you've actually been given something. Correct. It's true. And I do know there are situations where, yes, you just, you just... You don't find the person after a period of time romantically attractive as maybe you once did or you just don't, right? But how do you combat that? Why do you have to combat it? Well, you don't, I mean, you don't want to not be attracted to your significant other forever. I feel like that's the goal. Best people change. People do. And like, we've talked about our best friends. I had a best female friend forever. Forever. Mm -hmm, I didn't mm -hmm. look at her in any romantic way ever except for one weekend a few years you know later and that kind of was the end of it Ah, there's the end of it yeah you have to work at it you can't in our relationships are hard you have to grow with each other 
you have to adapt to and support one another. And as soon as you don't have that support, you, you just you start going separate ways, and then you find them less attractive. Does that scare you, Tanya? Does, that, does it frighten you a little bit? Well, no. I mean, it doesn't frighten me because I think every relationship, everybody's different. But I do find it interesting because to me, I think that's like the biggest thing, the foundation, like that friendship, that that. It's hard to say because I find, for me, I find my boyfriend so attractive. So I can't imagine not being attracted to him. But right, but as time goes by, that physical attraction may wane, and well, the yeah, but I mean, friendship that's what happens. foundation, get... the closeness foundation, the history foundation would be maybe the most important thing. Right. So are we agreeing? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't okay. know what to do anymore. <laughs> When you say right, when you say right to something I say, I don't know. I'm stuck. You don't know how to take it. I don't know how to take it. Look, I guess we're saying a cake is made with the flour base, right? What? Yeah. But you need to have other other stuff too, and those ingredients may change over time. Ah. The flavors may change over time. (laughs) On air, on air with Ryan Seacrest. We're bringing in right now, connecting to our Zoom, Nigel Lithgow. Nigel, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. How are you, pal? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thank you. You look great. You look like you've been kissed by Southern California for years now. Well, this is this is uh, Barbados rather than Southern California. Oh, you're down with the Brits there in Barbados. Congratulations to Rihanna if you see her. Yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Must be big news in Barbados. It is. I mean, she she's a uh, huge in Barbados, uh, and now she's huge in other areas too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the quips don't stop. So let me just uh, Nigel Lithgow from So You Think You Can Dance. But what you have to understand is that it is a lifelong friend of mine of twenty plus years because Nigel hired me, hired me, hired two of us, but hired me to host. American Idol, and I was the second person to get the job, right? You had already found the first. Yeah, and and I remember, you know, it, the deal was difficult to do because we were desperate to release the news, and your dad was there running up and down the corridor speaking with Fox, and can we get the deal done in time? And thank goodness we did, Ryan. Well, For it is, uh, yeah, no kidding. But, but he and I spent over a decade or so uh, working closely, and he's... I don't know if if you were growing up watching those result shows that lingered and lingered and stretched and stretched and all those after the breaks, then I would say that's the diabolical brain of Nigel Lithgow telling me, here, try this and do this. But we had fun making that that magic. Well, I think that that's, you know, and and the winner is (laughs) we will tell you after the break. (laughs) Everybody stole that. (laughs) Every every other show that came on the air started to do that. Do you remember? Do you remember when we would go through those live shows? And I was, you know, all new to me, so it was all still nerve wracking. And we would Mm -hmm. change things. He would change the show up until the last minute, and even during the show, which was also nerve wracking. But you remember when we would do some of those moves, and I would look to you for approval in the commercial break to see if I did it right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's Aww. funny. Yeah. Well, we had some good times. Now, uh, so you think you can dance? What's the status? Um, I believe it's going to come back this year, and no one has really contacted me yet. Um, but there's rumors that it's going to come back. Obviously, during the COVID period, 
it was really difficult to create a bubble because we had so many different choreographers coming in and, and you were swapping partners. It wasn't as though you were staying with your one partner. So it was very difficult to do it during this, uh, this terrible sort of pandemic. But hopefully we're coming to the end of it now uh, and, and it will come back. All right, Nigel, let's go with us. Now, if you are in tubs, this is all up in your wheelhouse since you're a jiu-jitsu expert. But if you're into uh, boxing and MMA and music and big events, there's something called the Triad Combat. This is Triad Combat 2. Explain the hybrid combination of what's happening, Nigel, with these events. Sure. Well, I think, you know, we've been seeing more and more MMA fighters coming out and saying they want to box. So basically, Triller Fight Club have created Triad Combat, which is a mixture of different punches and different things you're allowed to do with MMA as opposed to boxing. For instance, in Triad Combat, you can actually hold your opponent and punch them. You can do what's called a spinning back fist where you spin around and hit them, which boxers aren't uh, you know, accustomed to. So they're there waiting for this. And all of a sudden, this punch comes around the back and hits them on the head. Right. So there is lots of little things to try and even the playing field. And the biggest thing that we've done is to create this triangular ring. Uh, because if you get caught in a corner, you know, you're, you're in trouble. You're being pounded upon. And so we've put two teams together, a team of great boxers. I mean, ex-world heavyweight and light heavyweight champions against MMA fighters, again, world champions. And they have two team captains, which... Well, well, you know, you try and wind people up and say, have fun with this and have a bit of a go. But the two team captains we had was Shannon Briggs, who was a heavyweight boxing champion of the world against Rampage Jackson, who was a UFC champion. Uh, and what starts off is a little bit of confrontation and we're going to beat you and boxers are terrible and MMA fighters are chickens that ended up with Rampage Jackson. A little thing clicked in his head and he really punched Shannon. And Nick Cannon and I, that were standing there for Triad One, had to pull them apart. Now, you know me, I'm a little weakling, uh, <laughs> you know, and Nick Cannon is no big, strong guy. So us trying to get between them and hold them sure. apart, these are like six foot five, six foot seven guys. It was ridiculous. But they're the team captains uh -huh. uh, and they literally support their teams. So we're now doing Triad Two. In Triad One, we had Metallica open the show and then do an entire concert at the end of the show. And uh, on Triad 2, which I should point out is in Houston, Texas, on the 26th of this month, February, like in 25 days. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have Jason Aldean opening the show, the entire combat, and there's, there's some great fighters in it, uh, like Pulyev, who was uh, uh, only ever been knocked out twice uh, by um, Anthony Joshua, world champion and Klitschko world champion. So he is against Junior Dos Santos, who was also a heavyweight UFC champion. So they're boxing in this triangle. So after all of those fights, Jason Aldean will do a complete concert. So it's a great mixture of music, entertainment. We've got Fat Joe talking, Eric B, Crime oh, Faces, Nick Cannon is hosting. How did you how did you wrap your kickball change up in all of this? Well, you know, I, I was semi-retired, to be honest I, with you. I, that's I what thought, I thought. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming out to Barbados. Uh, and I met with Ryan Kavanaugh, who's who, you know, is the I know, Ryan, yeah. big cheese, yeah, of, of, of Triller Fight Club and Triller. 
And he said to me, did you see my show that I did with uh, 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 Liston? Uh, 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 I'm saying Liston, I don't mean him. Who, who was the, uh, goodness me, I've, I've Tom, lost. Who was it? Who was the greatest heavyweight just recently? Knocked everybody out, little guy. Uh, yeah, what does it matter? He is, Neither here nor there. It doesn't matter. Well, he said, did you see my show? And I said, yes. Uh, and it was with Justin Bieber. And I said, it didn't really flow, did it? And he said, well, do you think you could do it better? <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> well, well, maybe I should never have answered, but <laughs> I said yes. Uh, and he said, okay, you're doing the next one, which, which I did, and I had great fun doing it. I'm a huge boxing fan anyway. I just can't remember people's names nowadays. <laughs> um, uh, but but it, was, it was really um, terrific to do, and, and it was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm heavily involved in it now. I love it to death. Uh, and, you know, I enjoy just doing plain old boxing matches now as well as triad combat. So I think Triller Fight Club and, and Fight TV, which is where you can watch it, um, it's just great to be a part of it. So triad combat. Mike Tyson, live. by the way. Mike that's Tyson. Who, that's who, that's who I was desperately that, trying to think of. Before my terrible? time. Yes, that's terrible. Whoa, uh, you youngin. Your, your, your retired brain is kicking in. Triad Combat 2, live February 26th on Fight, F-I-T-E dot TV. Visit fight.tv for more information. Nigel Lithgow, lots of love and lots of happiness to you as well. Miss you, buddy. Let's follow up Thank in you very much. All right. Big take hugs. care. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Nigel Lithgow. What was great is that like he was in Barbados, and I kept just wanting to look in the reflection of the window to see the beach. Yeah, the sky was so turquoise there. On air. On air with Ryan Seacrest. We are going to roll out of here. We'll be back with you again tomorrow and do it all over early. Tomorrow's an all new Ryan's Roses. So his wife went out of town to a friend's wedding. He says that trip has had lasting effect. He thinks something went down with her and another guy. So 740, we'll tee it up and get into it. Also, we're paying your bills. In the morning, 610, and all morning long. Until then, have a go and take good care. Thanks for listening to On Air with Ryan Seacrest. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.